got lotion on my hands. I'm like, not the best clap. It's a bit. It's a bit wet. wet. A bit. So what? That's the thing. What thing? That's the thing. <laughs> What's the thing? <laughs> that like you know when people who make films like this clearly have put the lotion on their hands and put that hand somewhere. Yeah. Else. Like on the table. Mm, yeah. Like on their head. Oh, it was on a head. Maybe not. Whose head? head? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe not the head that you see all the time. Um, and I think I think certain someone was thinking with that head as well. Uh, you remember the classic episode of Seinfeld where Jerry's like uh, trying to win the battle between like his head and his penis, and then like they're like his his brain is playing his penis in chess. <laughs> no, the the penis that, won in this with this film. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. The penis is strong in this movie. It was very strong. He put, he put his penis in everything in this movie. He did. Trees, <laughs> women, horses. <laughs> Even the horses aren't safe in Pandora. I kind of like... That's the thing. You, that's the that's thing. thing. That's the thing. <laughs> it's kind of like bestiality. I don't really understand it. I know Disney tried to like... Because I watched this shit on... Disney Plus. They tried to fucking edit that scene out, and you told me that they I edited looked into it out the, in the re-release. Yeah, I looked into this, and apparently I'm wrong. The ver- the version we saw back in the day was apparently edited an extended out, right? cut. No, okay. no, because I know, I know, I saw it. I know, I saw it too. It it burned into my head. Yeah, and apparently, I definitely saw it. There was an extended cut going around when it came out in the cinema. Okay, so it was actually in the cinema. Yeah, so we must have caught that version. Yeah, because I never saw this since the cinema until for this podcast. But the one on Disney Plus is the theatrical cut, like the re- the normal cut. Mm. But like when it came out in 2009, they released like a special edition like right after in okay. cinema to sort of like bump up the numbers. Even it couldn't already do it so well. And they're like, here's the next, you know how like Marvel do now, yeah. where they release like Spider Man or Avengers, and it's like an extended cut with like unfinished special effects in it, and people still go fucking see it. Well, that doesn't make sense though. I, I understand they like, you know, when like, you know, production companies or studios or whatever, hmm. you know, do this, um, filmmakers, whatever, they, they release these versions. I, I know what you're talking about, but like, the version I saw was this version, the extended cut with the fucking sexual fucking tether thing mm. happening. The yeah, sex yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, the- if you're saying that it was like a special release thing, they must immediately put it out because I saw it pretty early on, like when yeah, the film maybe came it, out. So. Maybe in the UK, that's the only version we got. Okay. Can I know why I saw it? Because I remember having the conversation being like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I remember sure it being weird. I saw this film early on because i remember being excited to go see it fuck it welcome to the pod charles cinema <laughs> which is in it now presented by the breadcrumbs collective and the prince charles cinema this is your host jonathan foster and i'm here today with my little navi boy <laughs> living in a avatar world he's an avatar boy living in an avatar world it's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go. For yeah, whatever reason, I was just thinking like Avatar, Barbie, new Barbie trailer Barbie. dropped. I didn't watch it. I don't really give a shit. Um, but yeah, you know. Why are we talking about that? I mean, why are we talking about this? I immediately regret it. Because it's Christmas. 
<laughs> it's post And that's the thing about Christmas. You do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's the new one coming yeah. out. Actually, this film this film will come out like the week after Christmas, but it's perfect for that like in between Christmas and New Year, where like you, you got regret to do. everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're drunk. You're full of food. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, like the presents didn't hit. Yeah, you know, you didn't get that. You didn't get the uh, yeah. fucking little orphan Annie rifle. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red Riding Hood rifle. The re- <laughs> Yeah, whatever, that's like the Red Reaper, whatever yeah, what fucking it, uh, called. Red I, I watched Rider, it. La- Red Rider I watched gun. it last night, and I've already forgotten what mm. the fucking gun is called. It's the Red Rider BB gun. There you go. You put your eye out. You shoot your eye out. Man, we could have been talking about that shit. Yeah, we already did a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, don't get me started. You're gonna reach through the fucking computer and yeah, choke the, me. The Christmas. <laughs> Remember story. Christmas, goddammit. it. That that uh. <laughs> That was like literally, I think it was last year we, we had it on the docket, but something happened or we decided, I don't know. I think we just called yeah, it, could we, we called it quits early last year. We had something, we, I think you had a, we had a couple episodes drop and I was like in the middle, like prepping for the movie. Yeah. So I was like a bit all over the place. Mm. I know you had like the Gareth Evans episode and the Jim Cummings episode. And we had the, I think... We had another season that went over into December. I think we just did Batman and Die Hard too. Yeah, last really, year. really chill. Batnip, Batnip, and and Christmas Story. We definitely did. Christmas <laughs> we <Day>. definitely did. <laughs> I remember talking about it with you. Whether you had the mic the mic on or not, it's up to you. It's your fault. Definitely, you definitely prepped the whole episode and everything. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Look at your notes. It's definitely in there. Good God. Me uh, I hope everybody had a good. A good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry and, Christmas. Uh, happy New Year this coming up weekend. From yeah, happy drops. holidays. Um, fuck, man. What a year it's been. We actually have like managed to get to like almost the end of the year here. Like we didn't we're quit early. Done. We're doing it. We, we, we're doing it. We're, like we do plan to take the next couple weeks off. We'll be back sometime maybe mid-January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Um, we're recording this pre-Christmas, so mm. um, we don't know yet. We'll see how good we feel. Uh, oh, <laughs> wait. Jay- before I forget, before <laughs> I forget, you were right. An Argentina won. Argentina won! Yeah, dude. Ooh, I, watched that, I watched that game last night. It was actually like, holy shit. I was hearing about A it at work. Game. I could because I was behind the counter and people kept coming up and be like, do you know the score? And I was like, no, what? And, but other people would be like, it's 2-2, two, two. it's 3-2, two. yeah. fucking extra time. It was actually a really, really exciting game. Like, Good uh, for Messi, like man. It was like one of those, like, it, you know, couldn't have been written better type. Like, you know, that you, you, you make a movie about that one. You know, yeah, like yeah. it was a really good back and forth, like, you know, uh, Killian Mbappe had like a fucking hat trick, which was awesome. He's he's amazing. Like he's the reason why. Like I was talking about like uh, last week, where I was like, "Oh, France! Like I could totally, you know, go for France because they have a great team." Like he's amazing, and uh, he had a hat trick. It was awesome. The first one since like 
it was like the second one of all time, I think, in the World Cup final and like the first one since like 1966 when Britain won or England, when England won, when Britain won. I just <laughs> pissed off all of the like non-English <coughs> listeners who are from the United Kingdom here who are like, fuck Britain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or all the uh, English people who are listening who are just like, fuck the rest of the UK, because that's kind of <laughs> how it actually is, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. We're completely yeah. disjointed. Anyway, and the World Cup only showed that. The World Cup, um, it's over. <laughs> but anyway, it was a fun. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, like Phil and I are sitting here. We're gearing up. It's almost Christmas. Uh, it's after Christmas when you're listening to this. We're gearing up for our little holiday, like we normally do. We take a couple weeks off. Uh, but mm. we decided, even after giving you one hell of an episode. An episode to like long-term storytelling, all sorts of stuff to to end all mm. the feuds and tie up all the threads and give us a n- right. new anus tart, an anus tart, a new start <laughs> for a the new, new year. Start. Um, That's right, Santa Claus two and three. What a fucking <laughs> mamma jamma that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I spent. I hope people enjoy that Die Hard episode. I spent I've been like, enjoying it. I've listened to like half of it, and it's brilliant. I spent like all day like literally all day saturday editing that it was like well i i mean it must have been almost 12 hours marathon marathon boy it took me two hours to do the first four minutes that's how insane it came out really well with like the knife like (laughs) shit like that was really good it was seamless yeah and all the voices Mm. it worked it totally worked yeah and cutting with the it's it good, it was it a good time. Before I forget, I had a fan, another fan at the cinema Ooh. who recognized my voice. Shout out Daniel, Daniel. who's a fan of the podcast. Boy. Yeah, I just like I was serving him, and he was just like, and I was like, I literally had walked away to get popcorn. He's like, Do you do the podcast? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, Yeah, why? And he's just like, I recognize your voice. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. It's like, it's so great, man. I was like, so thank you, Daniel. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. If I forget. Uh, Merry Christmas, Daniel. I hope you had a good Christmas. Nobody else. Yeah, screw everybody else. No, I'm just joking. No, it's cool. Um, cool. Anyway. All right. This is the Christmas gift. It's like the unopened Christmas gift in the corner. That like you know it's it's like the red riding uh the red yeah. riding you got me saying red riding now uh the red, red riding, rider red, 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 bb guns tucked over in the corner the one the dad hid over in the corner yeah um so that like you know the mom didn't know that you got it for christmas that's what this yeah. episode is it's the leftover christmas special mm. <laughs> is it gonna be a good one is it gonna be the best gift is it gonna be the one you're waiting for mm. who knows probably not <laughs> probably none of those things uh, but Phil, it's it's a timely, it's a timely classic. It's a film that I don't see how anyone ever wanted a sequel to, but there's a sequel <laughs> out now. Yeah, it's a film that I can't fathom how it made almost three billion dollars. But Phil, what, what 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 film are we ending the glorious year of 2022 <laughs> talking about? You know, we've been through a lot this year. <laughs> Coming out of pandemic, strike, you know, I moved twice, made a movie, made an album. We did the show nonstop every week, all year. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a lot, you know, cost of living crisis, energy bills going up, just work's been crazy. 
and you know we're in the throne of seasonal depression and normal depression <laughs> so what if there a better way to like come down and you know truly escape our bad little lives mm. than going back how long has it been 14 13 years. 13 years we're going back to pandora in avatar Jake Sully? I'd like to talk to you about a fresh start on a new world. You'd be making a difference. I became a Marine for the hardship. I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora. You should see your faces. We have an indigenous population called the Navi. They are very hard to kill. This is why we're here. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. Their village happens to be resting on the richest deposit, and they need to relocate. Those savages are threatening our whole operation. We're on the brink of war, and you're supposed to be finding a diplomatic solution. The concept is to drive these remotely controlled bodies called avatars. They're grown from human DNA mixed with DNA of the natives. Marine in an avatar body. That's a potent mix. You get me what I need, I'll see to it. You get your legs, Peg. Your real legs. Hell yeah, sir. Looks like you. This is your avatar. Just relax and let your mind go blank. It shouldn't be hard for you. simple. I want you to learn from the inside. I want you to gain their trust. You should not be here. Go back. All this is your fault. I need your help. Stop him. They've sent us a message that they can take whatever they want. But we will send them a message. That this, this is our land. This, this feels like it's um, therapy made me come here. It was like, you know, I had to like come to terms with my demons. And that's what this is about to be. 
With the Navi? Mm-hmm. With the Navi you're demon? Okay. They are fucking scary. <laughs> They're really tall. <laughs> it's weird when they like are next to real people. I don't like it. There was a really funny video of God, I can't even remember his name now. What's that what's the name of that rapper who like had the crush happen at his show? Um who like kind of caused it I can't remember. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a photo of him standing next to a basketball player. I'm not sure who, because it was like a younger player that I, I'm just not as in tune with NBA stars anymore. But the guy was so tall, and Travis Scott is apparently so small. It looked like you know, Jake Sully being held in the arms of Tully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Rock him to sleep. Uh, it's like my giant. <laughs> yeah. What a film. Add it to the list for next year. Yeah, the um, kid and my child. If you guys hated us this year, you know, and, and people are asking us, please just wait. talk about what's going on in the cinema, please. Just no wait obscure nighty film all day. <laughs> just wait till next year. <laughs> in the 22nd century, Earthlings are colonizing Pandora, a lush habitable moon on the gas giant of the Alpha Centauri star system. Now, just for you geeks out there, Alpha Centauri is a real star system. Pandora is not a real moon. <laughs> uh, in mm-hmm. hopes of mining the rare and valuable unobtainium, which is also a real <laughs> Who named that? Thing, apparently, unobtainium. But I don't know if it's a re- it's not a real mineral, I don't think. Anyway, but anyway, it's a, in this film, it's it's a mineral used for energy resources. In order to obtain <laughs> the unobtainium, <laughs> the earthlings must contend with the native Navi, an alien species who appear primitive but are highly evolved and outsize the humans. Because the planet's environment is poisonous, human Navi hybrids called avatars who must link to human minds are used to allow for free travel on Pandora, as well as for Earthlings to interact with the natives. Jake Sully, played by Sam Worthington, a paraplegic former Marine, becomes mobile again through one such avatar, but becomes torn between following orders and protecting the Navi, particularly after he falls in love with a Navi woman, played by Zoe Sedona. Sedona. That's how you actually say her name. It's kind of like Lindsay Lohan is actually Lindsay Lohan. Something else we learned earlier this year. Her name isn't yeah. Zoe Sedona. It's actually Zoe Sedona. Sedona. I'm not going to... Yeah. remember that <laughs> okay let's let's try something else here phil uh so i'm gonna read the synopsis for dances with wolves and replace all the dances <laughs> with wolves names and stuff with avatar names okay a okay. former soldier develops a relationship with the band of navi on pandora attracted by simplicity of their lifestyle he chooses to leave his former life behind uh to be with them having observed him they give him the name Torak makto <laughs> <laughs> soon he is welcomed uh, soon he is a welcome member of the tribe and falls in love with the princess of the tribe uh, tragedy results when earth soldiers arrive with designs on the land alright let me try Ferngold dude, co- dude that's completely different because he's not a paraplegic in that does his dick work though I don't know <laughs> I don't know uh, does Daniel Day-Lewis dick work let's find out Hey, that's not Daniel Day-Lewis. 
You're thinking yeah, of, it's in Dancing with Wolf. Nah, dude. Fucking Kevin Costner, brah. You're thinking of no. uh, Last of the What Mohicans. am I thinking of? Oh, that's, is mm. that the same movie? Nah. But it's about a white guy who like joins Native Americans, right? I don't know. Maybe Daniel Day-Lewis was playing a uh, Native American in that film. Is he? Maybe. Is he? It was the early does 90s. He, does he look Native American to you? Um. All right, let's okay, try, go ahead. Let's try Fern Gully. Um, Neytiri is a Navi who lives in the jungles of Pandora <laughs> and has never seen a human before. But a, when a logging company comes to near her jungle, she sees that they do exist and even sends in one of them, a boy named Jake. Jake Sully. Now her size, Jake sees the damage the company has done and helps Neytiri to stop not only them, but an evil man named Colonel Quaritch. Who feeds off war? <laughs> hey, let's Jesus try one more. Uh, Pocahontas. Yeah, keep going. This is the Disney animated tale, and that tracks, nah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that tracks. That's aged well. Um, of the romance between a young Navi woman named Natiri and Jack Jake Sully, who journeyed to Pandora with the Earthlings to colonize the planet. Her powerful father, Itukan disapproves of their relationship and wants her to marry a native warrior. Meanwhile, Sully's fellow earthlings hope to rob the natives of their unobtainium. Can Natiri's love for Sully save the day? Phil, I got one more. How about a man called Horse? Let's just keep going. (laughs) You can keep going, man. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do a man called Horse, but I I did find it funny. A man called Horse is kind of, it's not, that would be reaching if I tried a man called Horse, but it's kind of similar. Um, cause I actually saw a man called horse when I was in Spain recently, when my ear was all fucked up, Julia and I had the TV on and we start watching this fucking wild ass movie and I couldn't figure out what it was called for the longest time. And I had to like Google it cause it was all like, it was in Spanish, but then I was able to switch it over to the English version, but like, I couldn't figure out what the name was cause it was, it was like a rinky dink TV with no like, you know, info about anything. So I was Googling uh, and I was trying to figure out, I was like, Richard Harris, like becomes an Indian movie. <laughs> and oh it was my like, God. it was literally a story about a man who become like, he gets captured by like this native American, uh, uh, tribe. And then they like allow him to become part of the tribe. And then he becomes the tribe's chief. It's just like, what that the always fuck? happens in these yeah. movies. Yeah. It's fucking white savior bullshit. One more, more like that little big man. <laughs> the fucking, the, the Dustin Hoffman movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They're all, they're all fucking, there's no, not original idea in this goddamn movie. And I'm really going <laughs> to struggle. Movie. <laughs> I'm really going to struggle, struggle Phil, because like I've seen the sequel and you have not. I've not. If I say, if you say anything that I'm like, I don't recognize that. Just assume it's from the new one. Yeah, well, I'm not going. They don't. To... They barely go in the water in this movie. Yeah, so I don't think there'll be much. Oh well, I know exactly how many water scenes there were in this film because there was a. And funny enough, there was this special effects guys at the screening I went to. So I went like a. I don't know. It was like a week before the shit came out in cinemas. Maybe a week and a half. Um, it was the Wednesday. Not bragging. Before that. Not bragging. Uh, but yeah, they had the special effects guy. Uh, two well, two of the special effects guys, and the guy who maybe composed the the score. Now that James Horner's dead, and he worked with James mm-hmm. Horner, I think on the first film. 
But anyway, he uh, they had all those guys, and they were like, you know, there was only like five water sequences in the original film. There was over twelve hundred sequences, and <laughs> just like yeah, whatever. Well, it's in the like, fucking goddamn. name, yeah, it better be. Uh, well, anyway, sorry. It's the 2009 sci-fi epic <coughs> written and directed by James Cameron. How takes out the game, James Phil? Cameron. You know, you know, like Dancing with Smurf aside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say about this movie. I did just finish it. It took me like two days to watch, spread over like a week. Yeah. How about? <laughs> that's, how about that's how long it took you because it's that long. Yeah. Can I can I give it over to you for hot take? Give it over to me. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like sure. I need to like think about it. Sure. You know what, Phil? You know, when this film came out back in the day, and, and you know, I had to preface all this with like, obviously, this has become a bit of a running joke on the podcast, particularly with me and Avatar, and more so my furious. <laughs> that you refused. Refusing to believe, to believe. That the sequel was coming out. And now mm-hmm. I've seen the sequel, Don't and I'm just ridiculous. like, why did they make this? Uh, well they're gonna make five more now well hopefully not hopefully this the sequel is gonna bomb like to a point where so it's not gonna bomb so apparently avatar 2 needs to make enough money so that it is like at least the sixth or seventh most profitable film of all time in order to at least make his money back. And he's probably not going to make another if it doesn't do that. And it's getting kind of slated reviews. So I don't know. I've got it like the hottest take I want to talk about, but you haven't fucking seen it yet. And I'm so annoyed. But uh, to be fair, the the reviews are exactly the same as last time. Yeah. They're literally exactly the same. You know, that's the thing with this movie. (laughs) It's the mystery. It is a mystery. How it became so successful. Yeah. I saw this film when it came out, right? And yeah. I saw I saw Titanic when it came out. I vividly remember seeing that film in the cinema uh, back in the day. And it took a full 12 years or something like that for- To get over to, it. <laughs> <laughs> for, no, for um, James Cameron to come back to do another yeah, film, yeah. to do this film. And it was such a big deal. And I remember when it came out and that was like, you know, I've said on this podcast, 2008, 2009, that was like a big period for me with like appreciating film when I was younger and just like uh, kind of like discovering my love for film and stuff. Um, 2007, 2008, 2009, that was like just there was a lot going on. Uh, and I was really excited when this film came out. I went with some friends, I believe. And, you know, it was like it was it was going to be an experience, you know, it was like. It wasn't more like as much as I was excited for the film itself in terms of like the sci-fi because I've never been into like if, if the fucking Star Wars episodes or anything to go on. You can tell I'm <laughs> yeah, not like someone who just like really dives into these like sci-fi fantasy worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But it was more so the experience because it was like the hype around like this is something you've never seen before. The 3D. Oh, my God. And when I saw it. It was sort of like, cool, all right. Uh, it looked cool. Impressive that, you know, he could do a a big, wide scope, grand CG, like fully CGI film like this uh, with a 
a really interesting new three, like, you know, advancements on the 3D technology. Cause this was around the time I think where everything really got like, Hey, 3D, 3D, let's do 3D, let's do 3D. And it yeah, kind of ki- yeah. helped kickstart that like return to craze for the 3D world. It definitely pop- popularized the 3D yeah. cinematic craze. I think it did that thing. I think people maybe took the wrong lesson from it and they were yeah. just like it made so much money because in 3d let's make everything 3d yeah and this is like the only like memorable 3d film yeah well it's because <laughs> like, it was that, that was like made, made for, for 3D. <laughs> yeah exactly because most of the films that were coming out were films that were made for 2d but like for whatever reason just, the studios were like hey, they transferred it transfer this because they could charge more yeah they could charge more for the ticket to charge for the glass then yep and it was like Genius. fucking ridiculous um but anyway i you know watched the film and i'm like I'm watching this and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Like, it's kind of cool. It's more, it's not as much of the stuff that's coming out at you. It's like the depth of the 3D. It was what I remember being really impressive. Hmm. Having said that, the story did fucking nothing for me. It was sort of like, it was okay enough, but Avatar was one of the first films that I can think of as an adult where I like watch a film and this has happened to me quite a few times now and to be honest, I don't think I ever would have returned to it if it wasn't for this podcast where I put it on a list of like, of too. this was okay. It's not a terrible movie. I'm not going to give it shit. You know, of course, I liked and laughed at all the jokes following the years later about how it ripped off all this, that, and the other. And I even mm-hmm. started this episode with that. But it immediately found itself on a list where it was like, that was okay, but I don't think I'm ever going to see that again. I have no desire to ever see that movie ever again. And it's happened quite a few times with certain films I've watched in recent years where I'm just like, yeah, it was all right. I don't want to watch that ever again, though, you know? (coughs) And that's how I felt about this. And that was sort of the thing about Avatar that never made sense because it was so popular, so fucking popular, made so much money. And I just didn't understand with the exception of like, okay, cool, you know, this technology or whatever, it was the buzz. It was kind of a thing that just, and it was sort of like, okay, Titanic as well. He was riding off the coattails of being the biggest fucking film of all time with Titanic. And I'm just Mm. like, I don't really understand like what kind of fucking PR James Cameron's running and like who, like how he keeps fucking doing it. But the more so I'm removed from that, the, the more it started to turn into like, I can't believe they're doing a sequel. Like it used to be a joke. I remember like, I mean, that like horribly aged, uh, Matt Lucas and, um, David Williams show, um, Lil Bryn. Lil, no, no. Come fly with me. The, oh, come the fly with me. There yeah. was a character mm. who was always talking about avatar three. Like, you know, his favorite movie was avatar two, even though it hadn't come out yet. And that was like the whole thing. <laughs> and that was years ago. And it was just like, that mm. was funny just because it was like, dude, that's, like Avatar sequels are never going to come out. That was like my joke in my head. I was like, they're never coming out. <laughs> but um, then, but then they came out and it was just like, but why? Who asked for this <laughs> shit? It like, okay, yeah, it made because they made, made three billion billion right? dollars. I of get course that. They're going to get a fucking sequel. But what happened after? They never fucking made toys, video. I mean, they did, but it was it was never a thing. It it's not like fucking thing, Star Wars yeah. and shit. Like where you know, there's like amazing toys and like amazing like you know yeah everything they just like it's a franchise that never happened and now they're trying to make it happen it's like what Mm. is going on all right so get to me watching it this time 
I had <laughs> seen the first film, sorry, the second film before I went back take, and watched this shit. I, I right? hope you take like a violent new turn and you're like, I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just too long, dude. Like I saw the second film, right? And that's fucking way too long. And then, like, I have a whole fucking it did list. Longer. Of fu- it did longer. It's longer. Yeah. My oh, ass was hurting. Dude. And then I had to sit through like 30 <laughs> minutes of the, like two of the guys who worked on the special effects, not shut up long enough so that the woman could ask them more than one question. But did you hear about all the water sequences? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just don't get it, dude. I don't get it. <laughs> it looks okay. Like, you know, in terms of it holding up over the years nowadays. But the story does nothing for me. It really is very derivative derivative of like all this shit you've seen before. Um, and it's just long and kind of boring at parts. And some bits just don't make sense. And it just like dives and jumps around. And I don't Literally. know, man. It's just <laughs> fucking hated it. Like, I no, not hate it. Hate is strong. I don't hate this movie. It's okay. It's just like, I just don't care. I don't get it. It's not that good. Sam Worthington is a very bad actor. And to be honest, this is probably like the only thing that he's sort of passable in that I've ever seen him in. But mm. all it did was remind me of how bad he is and like almost every fucking thing else I've seen him in. But just like Sam Worthington had like a moment, like he's still obviously still acting, but like he had a moment, 2009, 2010. Mm. And actors get this where it's like, it's like they change agent and they suddenly in fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. but, if, but usually they're not great and then they disappear again. Yeah. And Sam Worthington was in this. And Terminator and like Clash of the Titans, like yeah. really big blockbusters in a row, and then kind of disappeared. There was that like one man on the ledge. I remember that coming out. Yeah. Because it was like different for him. But like I haven't seen him in anything else apart of, until like Avatar 2. I'm assuming oh, he yeah, did yeah. Avatar 2. Yeah. yeah. And and like I know he's not really in it. I mean, he is because it's, it's his performance and his voice and they motion capture everything. So it is him, but it's like, you don't see him. Yeah. You know? I think it's um, probably, like, appropriate for us one. to... Because this episode is going to be weird. I feel like I'm going to go, like, off into weird tangents. And, like, because we're already talking about them, I feel like we could just kind of talk about the cast very briefly because I have it very brief anyway. Like, Sure. Yeah, Sam Worthington before this was kind of a nobody. And that was part of the thing with, like, James Cameron wanted to, like, get kind of nobodies in the film because he felt like it was better... If, Obviously, you know, you'll come to find when I get to the other bits that were originally supposed to be above this part. But like he was struggling a little bit with like the the budget because Fox was really like, you know, even though this man made billions with fucking Titanic and it was the most like, you know, the highest grossing film of all time. Don't mean shit in Hollywood. Yeah, Fox did not give a fuck and they were very like hesitant to like give him the budget he wanted and needed for this film because it itself became a joke before the sequels were a joke of like never going to get made. Avatar like, was, Avatar was the yeah. original joke. Um, and he was like, you know, not being trusted to just make this film and Fox was really hesitant and, uh, originally James Cameron was actually offering it to Matt Damon and this is hilarious Matt Damon no he offered Matt Damon Matt Damon 10% of the profits 
And Matt Damon turned it down because he had commitments to that fucking piece of shit Born series. He was like in post production on like Born Ultimatum, which is like uh, the Born fucking worst matum. Uh, <laughs> it's like the, the unobtainium. The unobtainium. Um, I fucking hate the Born films. Just getting that out there as well. Oh, the first Born is good. It's okay. All right. The sequels are fucking trash. Like they get worse. You can't deal with the fucking going on. They get worse. Just, this, and just worse. shaky bullshit. Julie and I tried to watch those. Like I can't remember. It was like I can't remember if it was sort of like early this year, like just after like Christmas. We were kind of in our like war season, sort of in our you know before our war yeah. season came to the You're podcast. Born season. And then we got into the barn season. And I think I was even thinking, oh man, this is, this could be like a fun because I think we might have talked about it when you, me, and Ari were brainstorming for franchise. And like, it was like, you know, a mini franchise season. Yeah, because there's five of them. Yeah. And of course, our boy is in uh, one of them. The four, yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. Such a weird movie. Because I was like, oh, we can talk about apps again. Um, <laughs> they could, like, I born, I would put in, like, you just had an avatar in the movie that I watched back in the day. Never and they were fine, and I and I don't want to see them <laughs> yeah. again. But they were like Avatar, mm. cultural touchstone. Yeah, like without Born, there's no like Casino Royale, really. Yeah, without Avatar, you don't get all the bullshit 3D conversion. Stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I'm watching all this shit, and they fucking suck. But whatever. Yeah, uh, Matt the Damon, Damon part. He passed. He cut him. Ten, how, how? What? It, dude, he 10%. had. This is crazy. He was offered to be in this film instead of, I think getting like a good payday, James Cameron mm. offered him 10% of the profits and he it turned it like down. No, they nobody could see the vision, dude. He would have made on himself and it always worked. He would have made over $250 million. Yeah. For a movie he could have done in his fucking <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else kind of did literally. Yeah. Lying down most of the movie. Yeah, and I mean his biggest <laughs> acting like hurdle is no like picking up his having no legs, his, his dead legs, legs. <laughs> dead legs. That looks pretty good though. That effect looks pretty. Good. Yeah, it actually kind of reminded me of like the butterfly effect though. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Every time I think you know, I think I'm out. You pull me back in. <laughs> I would have like maybe ten movies you would have rather watched. Like the Avatar butterfly effect is like clearly on that list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Sam Worthington is not great. This is the yeah. I think probably the best thing he'd done at this point. I haven't seen yeah. him in a new one, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. He's got almost like almost. I'm not comparing the two, but watching it this time, I was like, he kind of got this David Duchovny thing in that like. You're just playing it straight. Yeah, dude. Well, that's and like a thing. It's, it's deadpan, and it's like you can call it wooden. Yeah. But for like the X file, that shit works. Yeah. It's perfect. And for it's Mulder. actually really funny at times in the X Files. It's funny. It's almost so bad it's that it's so a, flat. It's like beautiful. It's like yeah. It's really funny. But I the get company that, had, yeah. but he had moments in that yeah. show where he has to push. He has to be emotional. Yeah. He has to break down, and he's always good in those yeah. things. So like. On that kind of level, Sam Wellington's fine, but he's also saddled with like the most generic action man fucking dialogue <laughs> you've ever heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody is. So Derivative it's like, it's bullshit. Old, like 
fucking like Sigourney Weaver, mm. who's probably the biggest star in this movie. She had the scene where she explained to Giovanni Rabisi that the tree like have a network, but that's like normal trees <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> yeah. That's how trees work. Yeah, they have like a network of vines and roots that they share information through. We know that already. Yeah. Like, is it could they destroyed all their fucking Greenland on Earth? How are they living then? I think well that's on sort Earth? of the idea. Like, obviously, James Cameron was going for like a, you know, environmental hippy dippy film, which is like and that, a line I appreciate that, they, that. That you know, that's one of the best that is one of the better things about this movie. I think that helped the movie age. It's pro green yeah. anti war. Yeah. You know, like it will always be like hip. Like the Star Wars movie. Like, you know, I think that was sort of the idea as well. There's even a line in the film, like where I don't know, Sam Worthington says something to the effect of like, you know, needing to cut out the hippy dippy bullshit. And that was like literally like Fox's notes to James Cameron for this. Like you cut know, out the hippy dippy bullshit. Cut out this hippy dippy tree hugging bullshit, you know. Um <laughs> but he didn't. And he kind of kept it in. It's kind of funny. So in a way, it's like for the time, 2009, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say present, but like now that the world continues to, you know, burn, <laughs> like, you know, it's it seems present. Well, like I said, Star Wars, Star Wars is about fucking Vietnam and it's still present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an avatar, it's got its own issues talking about the, you know, the fight against climate change and like again empire like america the big empire mm-hmm. you know going into foreign land taking over these things are still relevant these things still happen and it's just got like you said it's just gotten worse so yeah i think if you know what like i've dunked on avatar 2 so much being like you know too long and nobody cared but like it wait they waited long enough for it to be like now, people are fucking curious. Everybody, I'm gonna go see this fucking movie. I'm probably more looking forward to this one than I did the fucking first one. I said something on Twitter about Avatar, which was like I was waiting for the embargo to lift, and I finally like because I had been waiting for like a week and a half for the embargo to lift, so I could tweet out one thing in particular. And Jamie, shout out Jamie, Jamie, um, fucking projectionist extraordinaire, Jamie's back on Twitter, and he like said he used that like you know um mad max that's bait me mommy yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's not bait it's not bait i can't say what it what is because i don't want to spoil it for phil um okay and also we'll talk about, i mean if we ever do that episode because it will <laughs> likely be in the new year because you're waiting until you see it over christmas i'm gonna uh it, yeah. so we we'll like do it. we'll may or may not do an avatar 2 bonus episode because <laughs> yeah. i might not care I'm about sure. that point <laughs> Um, I'll want to talk about it. It'll be fresh for me. And you'll be like, I don't remember that. Yeah. And I'll be like, come on, they have a kid or something. I'm assuming they have a kid in this movie. Yeah. Well, it's funny because. How did that work? It was a funny. Like a real boy. It was a funny question (laughs) where like I had, a. you remember, I don't know if you remember where I was just like, we were laughing about the trailer. And I think it was in an episode and I was just like, how in the fuck does they have like a white kid? Like what's going on? And you were like, well, he's white. And I'm like, yeah, but he's in the Avatar body now. Like, how do you have white babies? <laughs> it gets answered immediately what that's all about. But I'm not going to go any further. Um, okay. I had a fucking Avatar 2, dude. Like, they keep happening. We were talking about a, the cost. There's a thing in Avatar 2. Like, 
like if this film was Pocahontas and like Dances with Wolves, you know, in space, just you wait until you see Avatar 2. Just you wait until you see what fucking dumbass kids movie like James Cameron ripped off, like blatantly ripped off throughout the majority of that three hour film. It did Pinocchio. No. <laughs> Stop. Um, is it is it in it in it in it um Bambi? No, no. I I don't care about who's in this film. I mean, like you know, Stephen. The Lane. guy from Dodgeball is in it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about him, Joel David Moore. I actually kind of like could. Joel David Moore. And again, you were talking He's about a good actor. You were talking about Sam Worthington having like a moment. This was a moment for Joel him David as Moore. well. He had like Dodgeball. This film, he was in Hatchet which is like a very fun slasher film. Yeah. Um, which there was like a few of them at the time, like they came out. Gra- so Grandma's sad. boy. Grandma's boy. Yeah. And Alder in Vega. real life, in real life, he's Alfredo Linguini. Like, tell me you don't see that. Oh, literally. literally. Like put a if fucking rat on his head. Remake. Let him go around in that. the kitchen with a rat on his head. That's fucking real life. Ratatouille. Don't say that. Genuinely. Don't say that too loud. Didn't he might make it. <laughs> I mean, they probably are. Like 20 years from now, once they like have sucked the blood out of Pixar and everybody's quit and like Disney just owns, dead. like officially owns Pixar, um, you know, they're just going to like start remaking live action remakes of all the Pixar films. Fucking mm-hmm. boring ass Toy Story with like, I don't know. Real toys? Like real, like, real people <laughs> dressed as toys, like f- babes in Toyland or something. I don't know. Jesus. I mean, our boy Giovanni Ribisi's in this film. That's cool. You already mentioned his name. I love Giovanni Ribisi. He's always great, yeah. but he plays such a fucking dark character, yeah. man. Like, they all yeah. do. Stephen Lang is Colonel Miles Quaritch as well. Apparently, don't, don't Michael like Bean was considered Really for the don't role. like him. Uh, like that would have been better. Yeah. Like, um, I just, he's such a, just a fucking army man. Just like yeah. bad, bad guy sergeant. Like with guards across his face. <laughs> yeah. You got to get your leg back, boy. Can you do that for me, boy? Well, apparently he went out for a <laughs> You forgot you that. betrayed your own race. <laughs> Stock racist character. Um, yeah, literally. Uh, he apparently went out for a role in Aliens back in the day, but he wasn't successful. So K- James Cameron remembered him and offered him the role. So that's pretty nice. That's um, mad alien vibe. You've got yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, who basically plays like the Vasquez, Vasquez yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, like, just, dude. Just James Cameron being like, yes, again. Again, I didn't see this film, like rewatch this film until after I saw the second film. So seeing Michelle Rodriguez in this, I was just like, holy shit, Michelle Rodriguez is in this? I do not yeah. remember that at all. <laughs> not in a Fast and Furious movie? Holy shit. Yeah. He saw her in Girl Fight, and he was just like, "Oh, she's great," you know, like. So she is good. Yeah. You forget she's a, she's a yeah, good actor. I love she's, Michelle she's Rodriguez. She's a good person. She's she had really a moment good. back in the day, dude. Fucking Resident Evil, and oh yeah, Fast again. But those like, it took my. But I mean, talk about moments. We already mentioned it, but like Nori Saldana, Saldana, Saldana. She's yeah. like the most like, must be like the most profitable like actor in the world because she did like three. Massive franchise, and she's always like not herself. It's a shame. Yeah, she, she, yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't get to really play herself. She plays yeah. like kind of really stiff characters. But like Avatar, Star Trek, and the Avengers movies, like yeah. she must be fucking wrong. There's something about her. Like how does she, she got a good agent? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's great anyway, and she's one of the better things in this movie. Well, she does really sell. Just wait until the, the sequel. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> they don't. Please don't tell me they fucking fridge Snowy Saldana. Uh I mean, if by fridge you do you mean like she just does fuck all? Oh no, I meant like <laughs> kill, kill to oh, no, kill to fucking They don't kill her. No. No. They just let her do nothing. They may may as well have killed her. <laughs> I was watching to that, throw I was the, like, the male protagonist huh? story, which anyway. is what's really important. Oh, it's about the Sorry. kids. It's about the kids, bro. Don't wait about the kids. James Cameron said that. Uh, let's just kind of go through the fucking motions here. All right. He said that the story of Avatar has been developing for over the course of his entire life. No, it hasn't. The technology has, not the story, because you've seen that story. You know, between uh, having a wank over Raquel Welsh and Fantastic Voyage and flicking through the sticky pages of his Vampirella comics, but that first screenplay, it was an 80 page treatment, was written in 1994. He claims to have pulled from every single science fiction book he read as a child, as well as adventure novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs and H. Rodder Haggard. Who's to say? If one or two ideas weren't lifted from somewhere else, you know, anything and everything else that he saw that came it came into his path between the years of 1954 and 2009. We'll get back to that. Um, even as far back as 1996, after completing Titanic, Cameron knew that he wanted to create an almost entire CGI world uh, down to the majority of the actors in the film and the cigarettes that they're smoking. Apparently in this film, the cigarettes are CGI. Really? Yeah. Apparently, Sigourney Weaver's like smoking on a fucking toothpick and they just see. Yeah, she's like, what's wrong with this image? Why couldn't it have been a cigarette? I don't know. I don't. They got flack for how much smoking was in this film, apparently. There's like two, three bits of smoking. (laughs) Don't. Are we we kidding? I just. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I was smoking something. Don't we all? That's it. Like I should have said at the beginning, you know, talking about Disney Plus censoring Avatar. There is an actual censored version on Disney Plus that you can go watch, where they've just taken out all the swearing. <laughs> like that, all the violence and shit. That's fine. You can watch this poor people, their land just being burnt to a crisp. But it's the swearing. I mean, God forbid, parents like let their kids hear a swear word. God forbid they hear a swear word. Where did you hear that word? It trumps America. God forbid. Oh, fudge. Well, it's it's kind of funny, though. Like, apparently, I mean, you kind of mentioned this anyway. He, you know, it was as far back as 1996 he had this idea. Uh, but he knew that it would be incredibly expensive and that the technology would need to catch up with his vision. So he's basically waiting around for the technology. Like, you know, he finished his Titanic and he's got his next film is supposed to be Avatar. And people know about this. And I've sort of made mention of how this became mm. a joke. Apparently in a bathroom reader trivia book in 1999. Yes, this is a trivia book designed for you to read on the shitter. Uh, they published <laughs> an issue with a page that read, not coming to a theater near you. And Avatar was being dubbed the film that would never be made due to the lack of technology at the time and the insane budget that was probably needed to be made. So Cameron largely made documentaries in this time and it allowed Mm -hmm. the visual effects house digital domain that he basically had a stake in at the time, uh, which I guess he still does uh, to to create the technology uh, in the meantime. So, you know, this is why James Cameron spent so much time fucking around underwater 
making all these like in the abyss, abyss documentaries. In the real life abyss, <laughs> he loves the water, man. If he wants to spend all that money going deep down looking for aliens, he must have been for so it, man. traumatized. I mean, the abyss. If you ever heard the stories, that'd be a fun episode someday to get into. Like, I would love. I would love to do that because. I've never, I've never seen it. I would yeah. love to watch it. I would love it's, to. I saw it back in the day and I remember enjoying it. And also, but like, it was more so like recently because we had to do like an email about it because we were showing the special edition version of the cinema. So. I read that email and that made me want to yeah. watch it. It's like, it went, it went fucking nuts. Like they, they had a horrible time making the movie. <laughs> so it'd be fun to talk about, I think. Um, but anyway, like eventually technology would catch up with James Cameron's mm. vision, particularly when the Lord of the Rings was released and Gollum came onto the screens and also the likes of King Kong and Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, fuck yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that proved that photorealistic, fully CGI characters were possible. So this is why Cameron, Cameron enlisted the help of Peter Jackson's Way to Digital to help him make this film, um, as well as Stan Winston's creature designs to come on board. He spent a lot of time developing these Navi characters, the culture of the Navi. He even had real costumes made so the animators would know what they should look like. Loincloth <laughs> and dreadlock. Just barely cover those titties, please. Just yeah, barely. Yeah. It's just barely. Like, I want to see the edging. <laughs> and uh, it was a language. Oh my God, Avatar 2 sounds fucking sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Avatar 2 is where it gets really problematic. Because like, oh, okay. children, they're children. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And they're like that bad. Something r- was wrong, man. I wish people would talk about it. To cover up the children, should should they cover like, them up? T-shirt, it's fucking gross. Cover man. them up. It, I don't want to see that shit. No, but it's more even so if it's like, real. How how like you know the animators just were like, mm, I don't like how you like bigger, reaching your hand bigger. Out. Let's go bigger. bigger. It's dude. That's Bigger. a fucking teenager like, on the screen. It's apparently. like George Lucas. It's, I mean, it's an alien, but it's a t- it's, it's like sort of a teenager. It's like George Lucas, but he's like younger, 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 <laughs> younger. younger. And James Cameron's like bigger, mm, bigger, 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 more fuckable, <laughs> more fuckable. Uh, yeah. So he spent a lot of time with these Navi, and like the he even like had a language created by Dr. Paul Frommer, a linguist from USC. The language had about a thousand words with some 30 added by James Cameron himself. Some people have definitely out there have learned it, right? Well, that's the like thing. Klingon. So he that's created- That's the thing with this move. <laughs> that's the thing, man. Uh, Frommer <laughs> also created the Barsoomian language, which was uh, for John Carter. Oh, shit. This, this movie reminded me a lot of John Carter. <laughs> <laughs> A film you see once and never again. Right? Never again. Yeah. So it was fine. Yeah. Apparently he. <laughs> Why was, did that bomb and Avatar go explode? I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Go I ahead. don't know. Probably who directed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he 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 was hopeful that people would learn Navi the way that fans had learned things like Klingon. So like, yeah, there are people out there, and I'll get to them at the end. So I feel like it's safe for the end. The special. Because we're about to go off the rails. The special here. edition. The special edition of this episode. <laughs> no, the special <laughs> the special people who love this film so much. We have to like save it for them. And I'm not dunking on them. Not at all. No, but you you're about to like dispel the whole thing, right? Because like I'm about to dunk on everybody, Karen. Every <laughs> everybody was saying just like you know why the fuck are they making Avatar? You know the 
mystery. That's the thing. The mystery of Avatar is like, how did it make $3 billion and no fans? You know, like it doesn't, it didn't really have like the fandom or like franchise, you know, upkeep the media, like sort of tornado around it, like we were saying before. Mm-hmm. But in the, like, if anything that sort of made it stand out was that it was a singular experience. Yeah, that everybody saw how many movies you get that you know like not everybody is like you and me where we watch a bunch of shit most people watch a couple things a year and they'll watch you know you know the big thing or like that horror movie or whatever but like everybody saw Avatar everybody will get that reference everybody will yeah. get that joke so there is something to that experience but there were clearly underneath in the underground clearly people mega into it just oh, dude, waiting, yes. waiting for like I mentioned last week. I think off the record there was like a whole, like you know, a sort of like an I don't want to say illness. That's not the thing, but there was like a condition people had where like they were like traumatized, like leaving Pandora. They like keep kept watching the film because they didn't want to leave, which sounds like some James Cameron PR yeah. bullshit. No, because that's literally what happened to the main character in the movie, where he's just like I fell in love with the trees yeah. and the sky. And you know your tale. You spoiled my ending because I was trying to like leave it on. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I mean, like, take that, cut that out. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna go with it now, Phil, because this is like a really disjointed (laughs) episode. Yeah, I didn't even say what I thought of Avatar one. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going. You know, and I, I think at the very end, it's just gonna have to end like really fucking horribly then because it was going to get horrible and then i was going to try to make it better by talking about people with avatar uh post avatar depression syndrome which you're, you're bringing up it's a, it's a syndrome film pad pad um <laughs> well yeah this this was a thing after avatar came out see look ladies and gentlemen i could go really deep and dive in, into like how avatar was made and how it was all this that and the other but i got really distracted by things when I was trying to do this episode. Part of it was a bit of not really wanting to do this episode. Um, but also part of it was like, you know, like what else can you fucking say about a film that made over <laughs> $2.9 billion? Knocked over my microphone. <laughs> you know, what else could you say? It's the highest grossing movie of all time until Avengers Endgame came out. And then China re-released the film and Avatar overtook the throne. It won three it Academy Awards. Watch the throne. Everyone fucking loved it. And some people really fucking loved it. So much so that the people in the fan forums for this shit started to experience depression after seeing the film. With one person writing, ever since I went to see Avatar, I've been depressed. Watching the wonderful world of Pandora and all the Navi made me want to be one of them. I even contemplate suicide, thinking that if I do, I will be rebirthed in a world similar to Pandora and everything will be the same as Avatar. Yo. That's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> With this fucking movie? This movie, of all movies. I'm trying to figure out how I one. was hoping this was going to end sort of in like, a, like this was supposed to be the ending where I was talking about it, it was going to be like uplifting. No, but it's kind of sweet though. Like, you know, there's like these people, they were like, they found each other through a community. And mm. like, there was other people asking, like, are there other people out here who think humanity's going south? And are there other people who are experiencing this, this thing, same thing? And over a thousand people posted in basically 
you know, around the world saying that they had similar feelings and it became so popular that like a second thread was created for them for more room. And the discussion just went crazy into all these different fan sites. And like, like I tried Phil, I tried so hard to find like some serviceable fan fiction for this, but like the fans for fucking avatar are insane, man. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. Like, it's just, they really love this shit. And they're like, their fucking fan fiction is like, millions of fucking words long and I wouldn't even have time to even sort through it all. And then you add into the fact that like, there's a very, that should just be avatar three. If James Cameron just reading them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you add into the fact that like, you know, there's a highly superior thing called avatar, the last airbender out there that has its own fan fiction as well. So mm-hmm. trying to find something called avatar fan fiction, you you're like, <laughs> it's fucking, very difficult. It's fucking hard, man. It's fucking hard. It's like trying to find like, you know, this special semen that like James Cameron, you know, splurted out somewhere back in the 70s that like influenced him to like make this film. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, right. but like it was really sweet. There, I actually told you about this as we were because I knew we were going to do this episode. We're gearing up to our, and towards it. Me and Julia just watched this show. It's available on like BBC iPlayer, I think, uh, called How To with John Wilson. It was an HBO show. Um, so oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a listener who has HBO, you could catch it. Or if you're here in the UK, don't have HBO. It's on iPlayer. It's really fucking good. It's a great documentary series. It's really weird. He He starts with an idea. And it's like a little like many, you know, many documentary episodes. Every episode has like, like, you know how to this, that, or other. It's like how to find the perfect parking space. And it starts with that, but then it goes into this crazy fucking adventure throughout New York and all these, sometimes outside of New York, and he like fucking just goes wild. Well, there's one episode called How to Remember Your Dreams. And this takes him to like some fucking fan convention for fucking Avatar, (laughs) like basically post-Avatar depression syndrome people. They have a special uh, website uh, where... I don't know how he found these people and he went, he went to their little convention. It was only a few of them, like 13 of them maybe. And they're all like fucking talking about how life was so great when they found Pandora and how like, like, you know, depressing it was. They couldn't be there in real life and be part of like the world with all these characters and stuff. And it was weird, but then it was actually kind of sweet because it was like, some of them were like, man, I like, you know, I'd never been at the lowest point. Like, you know, I'd never been lower in life and it wasn't necessarily avatar that saved them, but they like found people who saved them through the forums and stuff. That's that like, really sweet. Actually. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to dunk on these people, man. That's like easy, man. You can easily talk shit. Like, I don't understand how this film had anybody who was like mm. that excited about it. But of course there's fucking fandom for people everything. Yeah, and if they love it, they love it. That's cool. I would never take that away from people. Yeah. I'm glad people love it and enjoy it and change them down. Yeah, and that's how, like, you know, people will, you know, help other filmmakers get shit made. It's just, like, people being fans. So you can't, like, dunk on fans ever. Yeah, some fans can be weird, but at the same time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I just, I'm glad people aren't fucking killing themselves if this is helping them not kill themselves. That's great, you know? Um, but James Cameron, speaking of that, man, I mean, like it gets dark, dude. He's fucking weird. I like, I got lost. 
Are we talking about the hands again? <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> I got lost. I got lost with this shit, man. I'm not even gonna lie. He basically, like, you know, had all these people kind of help him come up with ideas and stuff for like, you know, he's an artist himself, right? So he's like drawing all these sort of characters and stuff. And he had other like illustrators, like fantasy illustrator Wayne Barlow helped him, who's done like 300 book and magazine covers, like sci-fi stuff. He's worked on films like Galaxy Quest and Aquaman, Hellboy, Pacific Rim. You know, he had my all man. these, he, <laughs> he's done all these, these like cool things he's worked on. And James Cameron got him to kind of like help him create the characters and stuff as, as, as well as Jordan Schill, Jordu Schill, who was a concept artist. So they kind of helped James Cameron, like bring the Navi to life. But one of the big questions, and this is where I really got lost here. And, and you know, and I got lost watching the film as well. Over mm-hmm. the years, people kept asking James Cameron, why do the Navi? who aren't mammals, who have no use for nipples to breastfeed. Why do they have tits? And he told Gizmodo Very interesting. years ago, he said it was a fine line to walk between making the film, you know, when... Uh, Fuckable. <laughs> it was a fine line to walk between making them too alien when some early images started to leak and... Even with with the banners, you know, you had some fans are starting to say, gee, I thought they looked more alien. If you're going to go through all this trouble to CGI everything. But if it wasn't a love story, if it was more of a story about first contact with an alien race, I think it would be. But this is really more a story about assimilation and Jake becoming one of them and starting to see through the eyes of people who are culturally different. Plus, it's a love story. So the physiological differences, the more alien we made them in the design phase, we just kept asking ourselves, basically the crude version is, well, would you want to do it? Oh my God, we were joking. And our all-male crew of artists would basically say, nope, take out the gills, take the gills out. So yeah. they just like uh, too much. Kept fucking they put the gills back in shit. now that they're going underwater. Oh man. And it gets worse, dude. Your all-male crew. Are you not seeing like any problems with this? <laughs> yeah. Your all-male crew gets to deny these people and you're ju- like judging it on like a scale of fuckability. And like that's an issue with the movie. That's an issue with most sci-fi movies. It's like, why do these aliens look so human? Mm. That's not like, like I get it if they're like in our, you know, sort of same system or on one of our moons. Like it's a similar probably evolutionary process of similar like distance to the sun and everything. But this is like different system, different, like a whole different thing. You grew up like pretty much looking just like tall blue people. Yeah. With tails who are very good at climbing. He did tell uh, James Lipton, I think I deleted this bit out of my notes, but he told James Lipton, it was sort of like a question about that, like, you know, about the tits and stuff. And he was just like, you know, he's making this for, you know, Men, Teenage like boys. humans. And I, I specifically men. <laughs> yeah. Taking out the sexuality side of it, but like the more of the question where you asked, like, why do they always look like humans? I think the idea for 
I'm. I think if I were. How to do you know which this... one are women? How do you know which one are women if they don't have tits, John? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot over here. Don't know how movies work. I think the reason why a lot of the people do this, and maybe like you know whether or not like aliens exist or not out in the world, and why people like always try to make them look more like humans, or like they always describe mm-hmm. them as more of human-looking humanoid. It's because yeah. that's the only thing we can fucking fathom. You yeah, know? and I, to, it's like, I recognize and understand yeah. and relate to. I get it, but like again, it's just like you're so groundbreaking in one way, yeah, and so like regressive in the other way. <laughs> and I think that's the whole duality. That's the thing with Avatar. That's, that's the fucking the thing, thing with and this movie. That's the fucking thing. Just wait, dude. Um, it gets worse. It's strange. It's just wait, but just it's just funny that it took James Cameron twelve years to make Avatar. Yeah. And the only thing people are asking him about. That's the only thing this. people care about. So he fucking, he was right yeah. to like judge the whole movie like that because that's the only thing people question him about. Yeah. And he's like, I spent 12 years making this and that's all you have? Fine, fine. I can't wait for him to double down in the fucking sequel. He did a very interesting article, like, well, like a Q&A in Playboy, right? And that's the place for- That's the place. Mature discourse. Fucking yeah. tits on alien creatures, right? So he told Playboy he was inspired by the likes of Raquel Welsh and Fantastic Voyage and the Vampirilla comics. I mean, basically, more or less, was kind of like this was a sexual awakening for him, these comics. So I wasn't joking earlier when I made that joke. It was real. No, no, but you're right. That's kind of a theme in the movie is Jake becoming a man. Like, Are you saying this it, is a coming it, of age story? Fuck off. It kind of is, though. He kind, it kind of is. That's how they treat it. Paraplegic man. Does my dick work? But that's how they word it, right? He goes through the ceremony. It's like he had, yeah, he had his like bar mitzvah. He had his like ceremony. He gets to, you know, he loses his virginity. Like a second, he's like reborn. Yeah, he's doing ev- that's the whole thing, and he literally said it's like becoming a man. Yeah. So I think that there is definitely like a coming of age story happening yeah. underneath all this. That, and that's not, you know, like that's weird, but that's, those are the things I like to see because then I'm like, oh, there's the thing. Mm. There's the thing James Cameron is writing and there's the thing I can understand. Yeah. Well. And, you know. Here it goes. All right. So. <laughs> here it goes. All right. Bigger. So in, these, in this Playboy article, it got a little bit funnier. There was like some question about Zoe Sedanya's character and like her in particular, I guess the person who asked a question about her being sexy or hot or whatever it was. And James Cameron literally said, she's smoking hot. <laughs> and then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's smoking, she's smoking hot. Um, when asked if Zoe Sedonia's character was supposed to be sexually attractive to guys, he said, and they won't be able to control themselves. They will have actual sexual lust for a character that consists of pixels and ones and zeros. <laughs> You're never going to meet her. And if you did, she's 10 foot tall and would snap your spine. So <laughs> It's like the Amazon women in Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking their pelvises. This is where it gets fucking disgusting, all right? So Playboy asks, this, uh, I had to actually take oh, a screenshot stop. of this. Just stop, yeah. <laughs> we seem to need fantasy icons like Laura Croft and Wonder Woman, despite knowing mm. they mess with our heads. Cameron replies, oh, God. Most of men's problems with women have to do with realizing women are real, and most of them don't look or act like Vampirilla. A 
big <laughs> recalibration recal- happens when you're forced to deal with real women. And there's a certain geek population, which I'm going to insert James Cameron is a part of, that would much rather deal with fantasy women than real women. Let's face it, real women are complicated. You try to, <laughs> you could try your whole life and not understand them. Playboy replies, <laughs> how much did you get into calibrating your movie heroine's hotness? Cameron said, right from the beginning, I said, she's got to have tits, even though that makes no Fuck sense because fate. of her it race. So bad. The Navi aren't placental animal, uh, sorry, placental mammals. I designed mm. her costumes based on a uh, toparabo, which is a loincloth uh, thing worn by Mayan Indians. We go to another planet in this movie, so it would be stupid if she ran around in a Brazilian thong or a fur bikini like Raquel Welsh in One Million Years BC. So, yeah. I loved Raquel Welsh, doesn't he? Let's keep in mind that James Cameron's been divorced four times, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Kathy B., Linda Hamilton. Yeah. To keep going. Uh, and Gellan like that got, Yeah, that got worse and worse. Mm. Like, honestly, that bit about like men having to deal with real women, I think could be worded nicely because he isn't dealing with that sort of fan base. Yeah. I like think a geek, he a which he, he had a part of, he wasn't a part of, but like young guys on the internet who probably do have a problem with women and seeing them in a very stylized, highly sexualized way. And, you know, some people can't break out of that. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's like a cultural problem. That's what Sucker Punch is about. Wow. If you check, if you watch that, but he doesn't challenge it. He feeds into it. Oh, he it. fucking That's what puts I mean. it up it on a platter. So There's a sexy yeah. blue babe with tits. Babe. She's got to have tits. It's so, Is she fuckable And he's enough? doing like a, <laughs> yeah, he's doing like a modern day Raquel Rush. Yeah. And I get it. It's just like, don't fucking say anything, man. It's just making it creepy and weird. Like, it's just giving a bad name to all those people who are like, yeah, this movie saved my life. Yeah. Well, uh, this isn't the only dumb shit that James Cameron said that's making the rounds <laughs> on Twitter right now. It's uh, currently making the rounds. Of course. And it was dug up uh, when Avatar The Way of the Water was released. And I swear to God, people are like literally trying to get James Cameron and Avatar canceled. Canceled. Uh, it is pretty fucking bad. It's a bad fucking thing to say. Especially given think? the fact that I already mentioned suicide once in this episode. Oh, God, this is a depressing Christmas episode. I told you it's in that week between Christmas and New Year, which is a fucking uh, depressing the most, depressing time yeah, the of regret. Darkest time of the year. <laughs> uh, he says, I felt like, I, and also, by the way, I don't know, I don't remember where this uh, was from, so who, who he was talking mm. to, but it's like a screenshot. Also, Playboy. <laughs> My I felt like I was 130 years back in time watching what the Lakota Sioux might have been saying at that point, at a point when they were being pushed and they were being killed and they were being asked to displace and they were being given some form of compensation, he said. This was a driving force for me when writing Avatar. Again, I think the Lakota Sioux is like, I could be wrong, but I think that is Dances with Wolves. So he obviously was watching that film. He was obviously watching that. Anyway, I couldn't help but to think if they, the Lakota Sioux, had had a time window and they could see in the future, they could see that their their kids committing suicide at the highest rates in the nation 
because they were hopeless and they were in a dead-end society, which is happening now, that they would have fought a lot harder. Oh, jeez. Fucking Christ. Oh, man. Why would you say that? You Again, you started so well. You're like, I'm making a movie for these displaced, like, just, you know, people who are, like, still suffering from the consequences of our atrocities. And it's just, if only they could see my movie. Only. I, you know, it, it, re- it reminds me of, like, the Justin Bieber, like, when he wrote in Anne Frank's diary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you remember? Yeah. We went to the museum, and she's like, oh, she would have been a believer. She would have been a believer. Like that. Fuck off. Which is just, it's just dumb. Yeah. Like, fucking Jim Cameron not going to get canceled for this shit, but, like, it's just a bad, it's a it's very poor yeah. taste. Really stupid. To say that and it's like what fucking Kanye West did. not not like recently obviously that <laughs> beyond <laughs> 100 times like what like beyond like I don't know what the fuck is happening um, but ye- this was years ago where he said the this was the slavery was a choice thing that's exactly what James Cameron has just said there yeah where it's just like oh you're in bondage for this many years that's not like a choice you know it's not like why didn't you fight harder it's, it's like, what kind of mentality is that? It's like, which I remember Richard Pryor having a similar bit where he just like, tough guys nowadays, they're like, yeah, I wish I wasn't slave. I would have fucked somebody up. <laughs> it's like, no, you wouldn't have. No, you fucking wouldn't that have. Sucked. It's like that many, yeah, that would have sucked. And it's like, what a hard, just a bad thing to yeah. say. Just like, again, you, you start so well. Like, you just, you just want to shine a light on these issues. Just say that. And it can be obviously a motivating for it because Avatar, with all its like crazy lore, and you know, look at this fantastical new world, and then look at the Navi, they're just Native American. Yeah. Like you just take it, their, their heritage and culture and all the sort of teachings and, you know, look on life these sort of Native troop, like Native tribes have, you just give it to the Navi. And you've seen it in a hundred other movies. They respect, you know, the environment, they, the animals, they trade lives, you know, they're connected with their ancestors. They have all these legends and um, prophecies and stuff. It's just that. I could, that, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's, a pretty, that's the bad thing about this film in general is just that, like, for all the, like, quote-unquote groundbreaking that it, it's done for filmmaking and stuff, it's the most derivative bullshit ever. It's, like, it's been done a million times. There's not an original idea in this fucking movie. No. Um, and, and, that, and that's the thing. That, like, and that's the thing with Avatar. It depends on, like, what you're into and what you're willing to take away. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, I, just, I get more of a kick out of, like, you know, story and characters. Mm. I can appreciate like the big budget visual stuff, obviously how much have I talked about how much I love Star Wars and I'm a big sci-fi guy. And like, I just don't get it so much with Avatar. Yeah. It's fine. I watched it and it, it was too long and it's very derivative, but it's a fun action movie. And visually speaking, it's fucking astonishing, right? It's amazing. I don't, under- I don't really understand like, like what, like why wouldn't you just make an anim- animated movie like if you I get it you're going for this like photo real world but it doesn't look real like the characters look more real than they ever have before because you can performances are finally coming through but the world doesn't look real it looks like this big DGI like alien world and that's fine and it doesn't look particularly 
it's just forest and ocean yeah. and floating mountain. That's cool, but I've I've seen it. And like this is the best I've ever seen it. But I think I'm also taking for granted like how I remember at the time it looked breathtaking. And like I'm taking for granted like how much technology again has progressed. Because like I look back, I'm like, oh a lot of this it looks good, but like it looked like a video game. Yeah. But then I watched the trailer for the new one, I'm like, holy shit, this looks amazing. <laughs> like the fire and the the water simulation and like just everything. It's so ramped up, which is weird because now, like, if he's allowed to make them, the next few are going to be like only a few years apart. Yeah. So, like, it's not going to be I guess as groundbreaking. He yeah, he can't wait 10 years every time. But I guess that just happens when technology slows down. Like, you know, you remember the jump from like PlayStation to PS2. Yeah. Or even like PS2 to PS3. But like, the, the subsequent jumps have been less and less visually impressive but they've made up for it in terms of like just you know groundbreaking narrative yeah game better like game the last of it better gameplay but that's where the trade-off is so i don't know avatar has like always been a mixed bag i wish you have seen the and second I, film <laughs> yeah i can't I'm wait like to see dying the second in the inside honestly i'm assuming i'll have the exact same opinion yeah. which is like it was fun and it looked fucking great but it's still full of stock characters and a generic story that you know every beat to. It's incredibly yeah. predictable. Like, you know, we'll do if we do Avatar 2, you could just probably like take that out, what I just <laughs> did, and copy and paste it. I think like the video game thing was a really like accurate. Uh, There's multiple bits in this movie where it's like it feels, and I liked them. Like the all the, I really liked the use of slow motion. Actually, could have used it sparingly, but you those shots are very memorable. But like there's the bit where like he jumped off his big dragon thing, takes the penis out of the dragon, jumps onto the ship, like do 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 do, like shoot the pilot in, and then like whoa, like throws the grenade into the thing into yeah. the engine, and then jump back on his dragon, put the penis back in. And like I'm like that's a video game. It's literally like a video game. That's uh, that's the whole film. Yes, it's a video game. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. It's I can't wait just, to watch it. It's just like a never-ending video game cutscene. And that's kind of where you get to in the end. Like, like, look, I I'll don't say, like that. <laughs> no, no, I get it's it. And I wouldn't like that. Annoying. Like, like two things. I'll say two things, and I'll stop. James Cameron is like a George Lucas. Like, I appreciate it. The it's an artist like fulfilling their vision, whatever it is. He's like getting to do what he wants. And there's not enough of that in Hollywood. Mm. Definitely. Even if he's using an offensive amount of money to make it happen, you know, like family money that could feed thousands of family forever. Yeah. You know, he, he wants to make a movie and like, but that's always the thing. So it's like, I want to support James Cameron, but also like, he's obviously like a kind of a creep. <laughs> but that seems to be every like post-New Hollywood director. You just can't escape it. But like, I don't know, this thing I think people are looking for, and obviously people who love it, go for it. But like this thing people are looking for, I don't know if Avatar is it. The next Star Wars, the next Lord of the Rings. Like Avatar is always in that competition, and it's just like, I don't think it, that. It, but maybe it's not what maybe you're it. looking for. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I've said it a hundred times. It's yeah. already happened. It was the Planet of the Apes movie, and everybody slept on him. And it's fine. We'll just have to wait another ten years. But they, it <laughs> did happen. Those yeah. movies are groundbreaking visually. They're stunning, and they made huge advances in motion capture technology. 
but like they're really smart, deep, emotional stories. Like all three, and it you know, and it takes you know, it tells one big story, but each one is worked on its own. And just that, I think most movies, I'm just like, I just want to watch Planet of the Apes, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, you know, like watching that. I'm with you. Like it made two billion, three billion dollars. That's why it's getting a sequel. But you watch yeah. the first one, and you're like, I'm good. I don't need to yeah. really see any more yeah. of this, but yeah. we are going back to Pandora. You've already been. Maybe you can go again to refresh your memory, spend another three hours. But you know, I'm going to see over the holidays, and I'm yeah. hoping it will be fun. I don't, and I don't. I'm not one to complain about length. I'll just I pee. I'll go pee. But like calling it now, probably doesn't have to be that long. Oh, definitely not. There's a different. There's a different, right? Like Avatar two did Avatar first one does not have to be two and a half hours. For sure. Cause it's only about half an hour of actual plot. And then yeah. the rest is like it's like Star Trek, the first Star <laughs> yeah. Trek movie, where it's just yeah. glorious shots of them flying, banking around the fucking trees and shit. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. It looked very nice. Congratulations. Good job, James Cameron. Did a fucking great job. Did a fucking great job. I wish I was less jaded. And like I could, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like I could just wholly love this movie. But like I you're, can't, you're not as can't. jaded as some people might be though. Um, because despite like people loving the film and despite people like scoffing at the film for ripping off dances with wolves and fern gully and Pocahontas and you name it, you know, whatever, fill in the next blank, you know, that this film sort of feels like it ripped off. There were actually some real, some very real screenwriters out there who claimed that Avatar ripped off their work and sued James Cameron. Oh, oh come it's on. Back. It's back. It's... Unoriginal script lawsuit. Unoriginal script lawsuit. God, it's been aging. Hit the theme. Dude, I have a lot. Because it's the most fucking generic derivative story like ever yeah. made. Like, of course, everybody. I bet I've written a script I could probably do. I have a lot. It's crazy, dude. Here we go. All right. So of all the suits, the one that gained the most momentum was that of uh, screenwriter Bryant Moore, who insisted that James Cameron created Avatar using two of his screenplays called Aquatica and Descendants, the Pollination. Moore filed a lawsuit against James Pollination. Cameron, <laughs> Lightstorm <laughs> Entertainment, and 20th Century Fox Corporation over copyright claims, but the judge denied his $1 billion claim. Billion. That's a third of what they made. Another suit was Gerald Morawski's that was like a lawsuit that, rege- that was rejected after he says that James Cameron... So, like, he sold four items of artwork to James Cameron in 1991, and when he was there, he pitched James Cameron a film called Guardians of Eden about a epic struggle taking place between evil mining interests that would destroy the planet to satisfy their greed and the and an indigenous tribe that lives at one of the rainforests in the environment. Apparently, he he like uh, signed some NDAs or whatever to basically mm. like you know. You know, we can't talk about this, but this is an idea we're going to try to work on or whatever. Uh, and even had a paper trail or something of it. Oh, okay. But the judge threw it out. 
Oh, shit. Man. One of the earliest suits was from a Canadian restaurant owner who claimed Avatar was a ripoff of his copyrighted screenplay, Terra In- Incognita, which he sent to Lightstorm. <laughs> All these movies have the same title. <laughs> <laughs> he sent to Lightstorm in uh, 2002. Its plot centers around an indigenous tribe with tails and braided hair that lives around a tree that houses their collective <coughs> memories. Their way of life is threatened when a human military force, forces uh, invade uh, looking for precious, precious minerals. He claimed that there were 45 elements in common between two, uh, the two properties and was seeking $100 million in damages. But? He also lost. Oh, man. <laughs> One of these is going to go through. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Kelly Van sued James Cameron in early 2010, alleging that uh, Avatar was based on a 2003 book called Sheila the Warrior, the Damned, about a woman who is recruited by the government agency responsible for planetary mining to live on a world named Tibet, a breathtaking, beautiful, eco-friendly planet where she falls in love with the locals and deals with the bloodsucker, uh, bloodsuckers intent on destroying the planet if they can ever get in control of its valuable minerals. This was a book that actually like was out, <laughs> but the judge tossed it out saying that the plot similarities are abstract ideas and not protected by copyright. <laughs> That's what we're saying. In 2013, Eric Ryder lost his case. And I think he had one going for a while claiming that avatar ripped off his short story called KRZ 2068. It was described as an environmentally themed 3D epic about a corporation's colonization and plundering of a distant moon's lush and wondrous nature's natural setting. Ryder says that he worked with Lightstorm for nearly two years on the development of his sci-fi story and provided his story as well as 3D visuals, character and scene development, production ideas, and screenplay development assistance. Ryder said that the company ended up passing on the project with the lawsuit saying the company at the time represented to Mr. Ryder that no one would go see an environmentally themed feature linked science fiction movie. And then everybody in the world saw it. <laughs> the lawsuit wasn't for copyright infringement, but rather that Cameron and Lightstorm breached an implied contract to compensate Ryder for his ideas. The judge said in the ruling, there's no evidence that James Cameron did not create Avatar in 1996. Fair enough. And he just happened to have the same idea as all these other people who also ripped off the idea. And finally, probably, though, there's probably a lot more. There's probably a lot more out there. Definitely a lot Uh, more. But this is the last one I I saw before I kind of got tired because there was so many that kept popping up. In 2014, artist William Roger Dean alleged that Cameron ripped off 14 of his paintings for the look of Avatar. He claimed that Cameron stole aspects of his avatar planet Pandora, including its biosphere and several of its aliens creatures from his paintings. The judge called several of Dean's claims misguided, noting that as evidence, the artist included images from books about or derived from Avatar rather than the actual film. Uh. And the judge also noted that the images from the film were cropped, rotated, and otherwise taken out of context in an attempt to make it look similar to Dean's paintings, which were in turn also manipulated by the artist. So, yeah. You're out. That's quite a few. Is that all of them? 
Yeah, that's all of them. Okay. That's all of them. But the all that I, there's probably more. <laughs> that's definitely more. That's definitely more. But it's been a while since we had an original script. Last I know. Series. I love and that bit. The theme was that James Cameron won every fucking time. He wins every time. Is Avatar 2 going to be another win? White man winning, you know? White man winning. Did did you write a song for this occasion? Well, Phil, you know, kind of based off of uh, the horrible bullshit that James Cameron said and this film's themes and the films that it ripped off, you know, the themes of those films, you know, what is it? What is it? White savior? Is it a white savior? White savior? Blue savior? So, Phil, uh, you and I were discussing about this, and I was like, oh, I could go probably give the people some fan fiction for this, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I already said that it was really hard to find some you know, fan fiction. And then I was just like, well, writing my own fan fiction, I could do that. But you know what? People like, you know, they might expect that from me nowadays. I don't know. They're probably not. They're probably mm-hmm. like, why are you fucking – you know, doing fan Stop doing this. Stop, please. <laughs> Talk about the cinema. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm giving people here something for the first time. A brand new song. Oh, live? Live on the podcast um, that oh, I've yeah. written. It's not brand new, though. But I did write it. <laughs> sort of. Uh, sorry, it is brand new, but I didn't write it. But I wrote new lyrics. Whatever. All right. So I was inspired by uh, there's a Phoebe Bridgers song called Savior Complex. So I decided to uh, take Savior Complex, apply Avatar's themes to it, and call it White Savior Complex. So if you will, let's do it. Emotional affair Lost his brother Nights in a chair His legs wasting away His time was up Crying tears Washed him down with beer Night drifts off into space To inhabit A whole new race He'll get his legs back of his dick with the aid of a sexual brain wake up and start a war with your home planet but you wear the skin of the people you oppress all the bad things that Jake hides Show me yours and I'll show you mine. He's talking about stick. <laughs> now this one's for all the fans out there. <laughs> oh, to be big and blue. So I can connect my braid into you and I'll fly around. 
on the back of a gray orange toruk. Baby, you're an Navi. You want blood, and I promised I'm a bad liar with a white savior complex. All the skeletons that Jake hides from the Terry. Show me yours and I'll show you mine. All the lawsuits James Cameron won Show me yours <laughs> and I'll show you mine Merry Christmas Merry Christmas everybody Everyone Yeah, Avatar was released there. in 2009 Made 2.9 million Everybody loved it Fucking who cares? <laughs> Still going to see it. Wait for it next year. I'm going to see it. We're all going to see it. We're going to talk about it. You could write another song. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's beautiful. Phil, um, I don't have anything else. I was just like, I couldn't be bothered. Although that was a lot. That I was beautiful. Lot. That was a lot. Was no, like, we did a lot. I yeah. think it was good because, look, we said what is there more we can say about the movie. Yeah. But we just talked about more like the legacy around it, like yeah. what followed, what happened. I think I think this, I think think we got to a good place with it. Yeah, I think we covered anything, everything. That song was really nice as well. <laughs> if anything, the idea around that episode was just like, yeah, it really was just about the legacy of like how mm. did the most popular film in the world in terms of like monetary, uh, in, in monetary terms, the most successful film of all time, not adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it become what it was and not really have any element of a lasting legacy? You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a fucking mystery, man. And but I that's the thing. Know. That's the thing about Avatar. <laughs> but that's the fucking thing. Please. Let me unpack it for you. No, we're done. Um, we're done. We're done. We're done for this year. You know, I'm tired. I spent 12 hours editing that like fucking episode <coughs> the other day. And then like, this, this will only take like half this as long. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> the most work I spent on it was rewriting Phoebe Bridger's really good song and made it a way worse um so i would argue that you made it way better <laughs> <laughs> as someone who doesn't listen to phoebe bridges <laughs> i genuinely like that song and i like phoebe bridges so um it was like funny i was just like uh i was sitting there listen i think I, I don't know if i like put it on the other day or something i can't remember but for whatever reason 
between myself or Julia said something about white savior and I was like, white savior complex. There we go. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's it. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was sat down yesterday, like to jokingly like start making a stab at this. Cause I wasn't sure where we left it. If we were going to do this episode, like record it today. Like, cause, mm. but in my head, I was like, I really want it out before, you know, before Christmas, I want us to do this so that we're not doing the new year. So we could just start with some fresh shit and not like, mm. I just feel like, oh man, Avatar, like who's going to care in the new year? Like, that's how I feel about this. Mm. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about Avatar. And I feel like, like it doesn't make sense. I, I don't think Avatar 2, I think it's a curiosity thing. People are going to go mm. see it and it's going to make a lot of money. But Avatar 3, I don't think people are. I, don't I think, think they've already be that successful. I think they've already made it as well. So I think it's gonna. Yeah, because he did it I, in like. Did they do like two and three, back yeah, to back, and like we'll so. make four and five back to yeah. back? There's definitely I, not enough to talk about for five of these movies. Are you kidding me? Yeah, in this, is just, this one is just them going underwater to meet another like clan. It's like that's it. Like what? Yeah, how I mean, that I don't even enough for a whole like, movie? I don't even want to tell you why. Do the humans come back? You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, because at the end of the first one, they're like, and they went away. And they went away. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm sure that won't be a problem down the line. Yeah. And I, I just like, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't think people are going to like drive in flocks out to see. I think at the time, 2009, like it was an anomaly. It was like when you could still do that. Now, nowadays it's like in order to, have that film that makes that much money it has to be like a part of a fucking you know big franchise that people actually want to see i don't think people really want to see avatar movies. <laughs> i think like that's the thing like i think we just I joke listen, about how we want to see avatar yeah, movies I, I think like and i don't know unless if it's like fucking stockholm syndrome that james cameron has over everybody and i don't understand how or why because like titanic is fine but even that it doesn't make sense how it made that. This much is the money. thing. I had that. I yeah. I had this exact conversation with Dusty recently. It's just like, like this is his thing. He makes these like big budget, like visual spectacles, but like without much like story underneath. But they fucking hit every time. He got the secret sauce. You know what yeah. I mean? Like wherever he's dishing out, people are eating. Maybe this will be the one that like it's the the straw that breaks the camel's back back yeah. but like he has been right most of his career he'd only had a couple drops the ones he's directed his old school shit though like i, I basically out without spoiling too much when i was watching avatar 2 i'm sitting there just like i wish james cameron would just make like fucking you know another terminator film or something like something like that like what yeah, is this yeah. shit what is this shit like i can't believe like, I like and that's the thing and that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> James Cameron made T2. Yeah. So I'll always give him a chance. Yeah. I mean, Terminator, the, the original is a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, a, it's weird. Like people were like so concerned about like, I don't know, people's spirit cooking or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> I think they need to check on whatever James Cameron's doing to the population. <laughs> like what is, what has he done to people? James Cameron like, could fucking run for president. I dressed as a giant Navi, and I think he would win. 
He's like, I'm taking everybody to Pandora. That's the thing, Phil. Like James Cameron is like the thing with Avatar. (laughs) James Cameron has has uh, made two, and now possibly the third biggest films of all time. Yet I guarantee, if the American population were told that James Cameron was running for president. A good majority of those people wouldn't even know who the fuck he is. <laughs> what the fuck? Are <laughs> you the guy that directed Terminator? He directed Terminator. Avatar. I saw that. I finally saw Avatar. I wanted to read the book first, but turned out it's not based on a book. <laughs> Oh Sorry. man, dude. That's one of my uh, favorite jokes in Parks and Rec. Yeah. The guy who wants to watch Avatar. And we did that. We watched it. And then we get to talk about the next one next year. Yeah, next year. Well, speaking of next year, we're done. I'm done. No more Avatar we're done. talk for now. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, like we said at the top, we're going to be taking a little wee break, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I'll probably try to like pump in. I know I have one thing in mind pump into that main timeline uh it'll come out mm. on patreon first uh that i've been working on um so keep an eye out for that some little special episode to so even though phil and i are gonna take a couple weeks off it's probably only gonna feel like a week or two at the most mm. uh because it will at least be one one bonus episode popped in it'll be it's a weird episode because it's not what you're thinking it's not an episode, but it is something that has been requested for a long time that I finally fucking got around to doing. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Some little special drop in your timeline. Otherwise, I hope you guys are having a great holiday. Um, yeah. Take care of yourself. Be merry. Yeah. yeah. You have a great new year. Like be great good. things are happening in your life. Uh, you're, you're keeping on keeping on and i just want to thank everybody for listening for the last year and any new people that came people that came mm. to our live show forgot fuck i forgot someone else came up to be saying how much they enjoyed our live show oh really <laughs> i think they just recognized me at the bar yeah i was serving someone they're like oh my god i was that scream uh triple bill and like i thought it was really funny thank you i was just like oh nice. great here's your mold wine <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for that keep them coming as yeah. well uh, thank you always- for listening yeah as always, you get us up at the PCC podcast on Twitter if that shithole is still running, uh, or on Instagram, the same <laughs> handle. Uh, or you can hit us up over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. You can support us over there. If you if you got some extra Skrilla, as low as one pound uh, a month, you can get bonus episodes when Phil and I you know, will start pumping some more ones back into the Patreon feed when, when the new year comes. But until then, if you're not a patron now, there's a lot of stuff over there. A lot of new film chat, just funny reviews. Uh, and then if you want to support us for a little bit more, as low as four pounds per month, uh, you could become a Cinecaster. And that gets you extra bonus episodes where Phil and I are talking about some classic films that are uh, a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more fun. Uh, and then also you get, you know, anytime Phil and I are assholes and we decide to like mess with episodes and put extra content over there that's where it's going to be living if you want to cut this episode where we join tales you have to go on patreon yeah it's over there on patreon yeah yeah go (laughs) uh and if we ever do an avatar 2 way of water uh episode it'll be over on patreon as well uh so yeah ladies and gentlemen thanks for all of our patrons as well all the backers there throughout the last year 
in previous years and everything. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of you, some of our biggest fans who have been there since the beginning. We love you guys. Uh, and yeah, Phil, happy holidays to you, man. Happy holiday to you, my man. <laughs> my man. It's so nice that we're like over snack time beef and all that stuff. We can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're done with it. Just like a new podcast. Yeah. We're done with all that. We're free. Yeah. We're free of our mortal chain that we get to move on to the yeah. next weird thing we come up with to fight yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I want to say it is a hard time of the year. Mm. To all our listeners, thank you for sticking with us. We hope we've, you know, made some of it easier, giving yeah. you some laughs. You know, it's going to be okay. Things will get better. Yeah. We'll be back soon. And you know what? Pandora could be a place on Earth. <laughs> Merry New Year, everyone. Uh, yeah, Merry New Year. Pandora is a place on Earth. That's fucking great. <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery Main, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.